Welcome to Wise Health for Women Radio with Linda Prater. Women are pressed daily to give more, learn more, and be more, often at the expense of mind, body, or spirit. Each week with intriguing guests and topics, we'll bring you fresh ways to view your limited time, encouraging a shift to new, healthier perspectives. Wise Health for Women Radio, helping women thrive. And now here's your host, Linda Prater. Welcome to Wise Health for Women Radio. We are very glad that you have joined us this morning. The concept behind Wise Health for Women Radio is that we believe women are healthiest when they consider all aspects of themselves, including dreams, what you sing about, what you hold off till tomorrow that you could do today. So we're helping you to be your best possible healthy self by thinking about things you may not have considered before to help you thrive. And today I am so delighted to introduce to you our guest, whose name is Kime Caldwell. And I love this topic because I think it really helps to discuss something that most women kind of put at the bottom of their list to help themselves. And Kime is a lingerie and bra fitter, and she also is the owner and founder of Hooray Media, with a website that talks about women inside, outside, and in our case, underneath. And if you put it all together, it really makes a difference in how you present yourself to the world. If you feel that you are comfortable and as attractive as you wish to be. And I am so happy. Kime, welcome to Wise Health for Women Radio. Thank you, Linda. I'm honored to be here. Well, I I loved when we had our discussion prior to the show because I, of course, had many, many questions and we'll ask some of those today because if I have them, I think other people have them too. But tell us more about how you became interested in this field and how you became such an expert at making women their best possible selves by helping them. Thank you. Uh, I would... I hope that I do that. <laughs> that is the aim for everything that I do. <laughs> really, my goal for women is to help them say hooray inside, outside, and underneath, as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. And I love um, your program has this holistic approach to a woman feeling healthy, and in my case, saying hooray. And I, it's just so in alignment with what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So I did not start out in the world thinking that this is what I was going to do. I actually <laughs> went to school for musical theater um, here in New York City. And I just needed a job. I needed to get myself through college. And I was making something like $7 an hour selling shoes. And I could not afford my rent. And so a good friend of mine suggested that this bra shop was hiring. Why didn't I apply? And uh, as long as it, it made more than $7 an hour, I was in. Mm-hmm. And um, it completely changed my life. One of the biggest concepts behind what I do is um, a woman's relationship with her body, which is part of that underneath aspect besides just lingerie. And I didn't really know my own body. I started bra fitting in 2005 in a small shop that really had a big emphasis on fitting women for bras. And it was my first introduction to other women's bodies. And I was really comparing my 19, almost 20 year old body to this false perfection that I was seeing in magazines. So when I saw women for the first time, I thought, well, that's what bodies look like. And not only did I think every woman was beautiful, I realized I must be too, because here I am looking at all these other people and every single one of them had something negative to say to themselves in the mirror. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even see that. So I thought, what a waste of time. So I started my own personal loving journey with my body and just treating it better talking to in a more positive way and really creating a friendship with it. I encourage women to actually treat their bodies like their best 
friend um, mm-hmm. back in 2005. And then I used bra fitting to do that. So um, I fit literally every single bra size you can imagine from double A cup up to N as in Nancy cup. Yes, they exist. Um, and I actually mm. started um, in the in the bra fitting shop as a bra fitter. Then I was hired by Saks Fifth Avenue to work in their intimate apparel department. And then eventually by La Perla to be their um, store merchandiser and their on-camera person at Saxonburg Drift Goodman. That was where I was on the Martha Stewart show and Tim Gwynn's Guide to Style all by the time I was 23. And then I went into Ready to Wear and worked on Fifth Avenue right as the recession hit in a very fancy shop. And I was really miserable there. It was lovely people, but I realized... I, my sharpest tool for helping a woman say hooray was a bra fitting and helping her find a dress was just not my sharp tool. So I ended up taking some time off and then eventually went back to bra fitting at that small shop I started at. And I worked my way up from being a bra fitter to the store manager to their marketing manager to the marketing director. And that's really where I got my, my marketing experience, making content marketing like videos, just like the most helpful videos you can think of from basic stuff like how to put on your bra to um, what to do if your breasts are uneven, um, to writing their blog posts, doing their newsletter, hosting events. And it was that that sort of kicked off me creating my own business. So in 2014, I started my own content marketing company and uh, continued my own website for women. Well, and I've been on your website and it is very impressive because most women in the world will tell you that the bra is one of those necessary things and yet it's not one of our favorite things, generally speaking. Yep. You must yep. have learned, I'm sure. <laughs> so you must have learned so much about women. I, I, you're, I'm going to come back to your comment where you said you kept hearing women say something negative about their bodies. And I, I think that that's really key. First of all, I personally would have been very intimidated to have this beautiful 19-year-old body looking (laughs) at an older one. Um, But I I think that we do tend to compare our bodies to others. And as you put it, the magazines only have these beautiful airbrushed, gorgeous, very difficult to attain bodies. And so what would you say you learned the most about how to help women reframe their body images? This is a great question because it actually started with myself. And you're right. I was 19, you know, basically 20 years old, and I saw all kinds of women. So I saw women who were my own age. I saw women who were twice, three times my age. I saw women um, who had gone through cancer, um, pregnant women, uh, women who were older, younger, overweight women, underweight women, supermodels, like everything that you can imagine. And every single one of them, one thing they had in common was this negative attitude they had in the fitting room. So it really taught me first that I was taking this beautiful miracle I was walking around in called a body for granted. And it was healthy. It was able. I was young. And I was treating it like it was doing me a disservice because it had cellulite and stretch marks. Like, what is that unfairness? So Mm -hmm. it started with myself first. And then I really, I realized that the profiting room is a very intimate space, both because here's this woman is, you know, taking her top off in front of me and, um, you know, exposing herself in so many more ways than one. And I mean, physically, mm-hmm. but also emotionally, it's a tight space. We're talking about more than just your breast. We're talking about how you feel as a woman, your femininity, these kind of desires that you have to feel or, or look a certain way. And is it valid? Is it okay for me to want this? I mean, it gets 
deep in there. I have had women cry. I have had women, um, you know, tears of joy and also quite frankly, tears of sadness, um, mm-hmm. because of what maybe their bra size means about them. So, um, the, the bra fitting room has been probably the most therapeutic opportunity I've ever had to work with women and, um, holding space for a woman in that kind of a way and not just helping her with the functional part of bras has been probably the best part of my job for sure. I, it, that's a wonderful answer. Do you feel that women often feel like they don't need to pay attention to what's underneath so much uh, as long as it's functional or mm-hmm. if it has a little bit of lace on it, that's fine. Um, but it's it's the last thing that comes on the list because, you know, food, children, yep, uh, sure. the roof over your head, all of those things are very practical and necessary. But sometimes do you feel it's also that women don't feel that they're worthy of uh, I, I don't know if most men would be very aware of what a bra costs. And it's much more expensive to be a woman than it is to be a man. Absolutely. And do you feel that sometimes they don't feel like it's worth it or it's not high enough on the priority list or it won't make a difference? Can you share why you feel underneath makes a huge difference? Absolutely. This is like Ooh, this is a big question, Linda, because we're going, again, we're going to things that are so much deeper than the function of a bra. We can mm-hmm. absolutely talk about the basic functions of a bra and why they're important. You will physically feel comfortable. You'll look your best. Um, your clothing will fit better. Um, you'll be able to go around all day without having to deal with like your underwires digging or your bra straps falling off. And that literally gives you time and energy in your body and your in your day to focus on other things that might be considered more important than your bra, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So that's like the, the basic physical reasons of why getting a bra in the right size that feels good and feels uh, fits well is uh, important. However, we can go deeper than that. So um, I wish this is one of the times that I wish I love radio, but I wish this was a, a video only because you can see in a woman when she's wearing something that feels great. And so a bra is on one of the most intimate feminine parts of our bodies. Mm-hmm. And if it, if there's some kind of confusion, what is my bra size? Or shame, oh, my bra, my boobs are so big or too saggy. Or something that's just like negative there, right? Discomfort. If mm-hmm. that underwire is digging, if those straps are falling, if those cups are pushing everything or just not being filled out, you can see this physical closing off of a woman's feminine part, right? And underneath those breasts is her heart. And if her heart is kind of closed off, that means she's not leading with it. That means she's hiding a very important part of her body and her inner self. So as soon as we get her in a bra that fits well and feels great, you can literally see her shoulders go back. You can see her her chest lift. You can see this like bright, shining inner part of herself being able to be exposed into the world in a really deep way. So I say this and people think I'm kidding, but I actually believe this. I think a, a good bra fitting, and I mean a good one with someone like me who's good, <laughs> um, <laughs> can change a woman's life and then she can change the world for the better. I know this for a fact because I have seen it time and time again that this one step towards self-care and taking care of yourself and making yourself a priority has lasting effects for sure. I love this as because so often women think, okay, that's sleep, that's good food, that's exercise. I have to breathe and be mindful. Uh, Okay, check, check, check. But I don't know that too many women would have put prior to this show a bra fitting or foundational garments in general, uh, what's underneath, as you put it, as 
a priority for themselves. And But listening to you, it's clearly very evident that it shows. And I imagine we're having a break come up. Imagine after the break, we could talk about how you can almost, I'm sure at this point in your life, take a look at someone and know whether they're coming in happy and comfortable and would like to um, now treat themselves or if they're feeling a little wounded and you know that you'll have to treat their situation with a little more situational awareness and sensitivity. And I, and I hope we can go into that. You're listening to Wise Health for Women Radio, and we are visiting today with Kime Caldwell of Hooray Media, and we are looking forward to talking to you further after the break. We'll be right back. We're Wise Health for Women Radio, and we'll return after these short messages. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Did you know that the average teenager drinks twice as much soda as milk? Since 1983, sugar consumption in the U.S. is up 28%. Why is that? There are several reasons, but one of the most common is soft drinks. 20-ounce beverages have become the norm, and it's not surprising to find that 43% of our sugar comes from drinks. Sugar is blamed for poor nutritional diets. USDA data shows that people whose diets are high in added sugar eat less calcium, fiber, iron, protein, and many other important nutrients. Fat-free foods are also a culprit. Since sugar is fat-free, many people tend to think it's okay to eat as much as they want. Remember that just because a food is fat-free does not mean that it's calorie-free also. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. Get ready to live la bella vita with Dawn Catherine on Toginet.com. Live la bella vita. If you're wanting to know all the beauty tricks of the trade and the latest fashion trends before everyone else, this is your show. If you admire celebrities' beauty and their fashion sense, this is your show. Do you love wine and want to know more about the process it takes to make wine from the vine to the bottle? This is your show. Live La Bella Vita. For more on the show and your host, check out our website, LaBellaVitaCosmetico.com. This is the kind of show you can sink your teeth into. If you enjoy traveling and food and family, all with an Italian flair, then you can live La Bella Vita with your host, Dawn Catherine. Wednesday nights at midnight, 11 p.m. Central, on Toginet.com. Welcome back to Wise Health for Women Radio. We're here talking with uh, Kime Caldwell about Hooray Inside, Outside, and Underneath. And we, we're not quite finished with the part about using... A, Good lingerie as a well-fitting bra, etc., as part of self-care. So please finish up on that one, and then let's move into wherever you'd like to go next. You got it. I mean, listen, we could talk about um, how important I think lingerie and good bras are for a woman all day. Um, but <laughs> I think it's I think it's mostly important to to also kind of differentiate the difference between lingerie and basic undergarments. And I okay. think women have a tendency to think that undergarments fall into two categories, pretty lingerie or practical stuff that does its job. 
And mm-hmm. I'm under the impression that it should be both. And I use this okay. example, and I've, I've actually been with my husband for 10 years. We're happily married. I love him very much. And so when I use this example, please understand that he, he fits into this category. But it's almost like when you're dating. If you're looking for a partner who is just pretty, they're probably not going to be very, but not supportive, right? If they're just pretty, but not supportive, not really great. Or if you're looking for a partner who's just supportive, but not really pretty, it's not that great either. I want a good combination of both. <laughs> so, so that's good how I choice. look at undergarments. And I think, um, you know, there, it, there's definitely a way to wear undergarments that fit well and feel great, but also really look great. We tend to forget that beauty is a really important part of our self-care and that it matters. You know, like wearing something that just like feels good to us because of either the material, I know you're a tactile person, or because of the way that it looks or the way it helps us look, Mm -hmm. there's value in that. So I want to just make that clear before we go forward. So going back to priorities and um, the worthiness of doing this, right? Mm -hmm. I think as women, if it is only for us, it feels like the impact or the practicalness or the value of it is not very high because we feel like, well, if it's only for me, I can just do that last. And I got, you know, got to take care of my kids, got to take care of my, my boss, got to make sure I, you know, do X, Y, and Z, make those appointments, yada, yada, yada. And I, I disagree with that. Um, so undergarments tend to be uh, hidden from most people, it depends on what you're job in life is, but most of the time no one's going to see it. So you think, okay, it's hidden. It's just for me. It doesn't matter. But I just had this beautiful fitting with um, a wonderful client and, um, you know, without sharing who she is or anything, I don't want to give away anything, but she did share something that was really important. And it was that she, she was under the impression that her partner um, was concerned that this self-care stuff she was taking for herself to get a bra fitting was because she wanted to look sexy for someone else. And he had this terrible misconception that she was possibly um, being unfaithful. And she felt threatened by this and thought, I'm doing this for me, for nobody else, not even for him, but for nobody else. Um, what do I do here? And I said, listen, is, you know, is your intention for this fitting to find bras that fit well and to feel really comfortable and to have a good time? And she said, yes, I said, great. I think we can do those things without making anybody jealous. And she's like, you're right. And I also mentioned this Taking doing something like this, and I say like this because bra fitting is just one way for someone to say hooray to take care of herself. But mm-hmm. doing something like this is for the highest good of all those involved, because once she feels confident, supported, taken care of, comfortable, she is so much more prepared to go be a better wife, a better sister, a better subway passenger, a better human being on this planet to everybody else, a better, so for other women, a better mom, you know, a better, just um, a more capable and loving and supported person in general to everybody else. So that's why I think it's so important to make sure that you are making yourself a priority. And yes, it is worth it because it's not just about you. And, and even if it were, it's still worth it, but um, it, it spreads, that spreads. It does. And, and I'm, I'm laughing because I'm thinking that um, pretty and practical are difficult okay. to find. I know that sometimes, well, not sometimes, I have a separate section in a drawer that's for the pretty things yeah, because they're, they're not terribly comfortable. So what I'm hearing is that I probably have done this all wrong, um, but if if they're really pretty, then they, they're only for special occasions and for someone else. When really, if you can do pretty and practical, 
you can have it all the time, which oh, yeah. is a really interesting concept that I frankly had never considered yeah, because they were se in, in separate baskets for me, if, if that makes sense. It does. And I think that we as women actually compartmentalize a lot of things like that. Mm -hmm. So it's really like what's okay for us to want and to, to have and to do versus our pleasures and our desires. And maybe they, they can never intersect. And I, I think that lingerie is a great way to actually experiment with having both something that is very important and good for you. And gosh, is it practical? You wear it every day, right. Bras, right? maybe underwear for everybody too. So you wear that every day. It's absolutely practical, but how can you infuse some of your desires and your self-care into something that you do every day? Um, and there are, that's, it's a great way to kind of start and do that. And believe me, Linda, oh my goodness, there are so many pretty and practical, well-fitting <laughs> and comfortable, beautiful, gorgeous undergarments that you can wear. It's, it's actually- oh, I'll be coming to I, New York. For yeah, sure. please. Yeah, at please some do. point in time, I will be there. Um, I want to go back to the point you made about the fact that this woman's boyfriend or husband, I can't recall, was uncomfortable and thought they might be unfaithful. I don't think that's a random thought. If you read um, any articles about infidelity, every single one will say one of the signs of an impending affair is buying new undergarments, lingerie for women, uh, new boxers for men. Um, it, it's universally seen as a, a red flag. And yep. I imagine that you deal with that quite a bit. And is allaying other fears. How do you keep that from being a deterrent to a woman and their partner? So now we're going to get into some psychological stuff here. But okay. I, I personally feel that if someone is um, upgrade, making upgrades in their life, Mm -hmm. um, and that includes undergarments, maybe taking care of themselves, right? Cause maybe they want to attract something else. Maybe it's a person, maybe it's a job, maybe it's money, like something they just want to, they want to bring something else into their life. I think if that person has decided to make that upgrade in their life and then decides to go be unfaithful to their partner, I, I don't think that lingerie is the reason that they're doing it. Right. I also think that like, um, they're, they were probably going to be unfaithful anyway. And most likely the upgrade that they need in their life is for to be with a partner that they actually feel fulfilled with and and want to be with, mm -hmm. and they're they're kind of acting out in a way that that's not so healthy, right? So, right. so the tr the same is true for someone who's actually faithful to their partner. If they start making upgrades in their life, if you are in a healthy relationship that you should be in. Um, that's actually a great sign because guess what? Your partner wants to feel good and that feeling good is going to reflect on you and your relationship. My, um, so I, I, I use this example a lot because again, I love my husband very much and he's, he's like a total typical dude from the Midwest. He's from Ohio and he, mm -hmm. you know, loves sports and he's just not a very, I say this in a very kind way. He's not a very like refined gentleman or anything, but he's a great guy, but he's just like not a lingerie guy. And here I am, a laundry expert, and I think it's great, and blah, blah, blah. But I wear it for me. And right. I remember one day I was wearing, I was, I was having a kind of a bad day. It was raining out. It was blah. And I wore a beautiful pair of French underwear um, with a basic bra and then just like a bright dress. And I mm -hmm. was feeling it. Like I felt mm -hmm. amazing. I was walking on the street with like a pep in my step because I knew I had clothed myself underneath in something gorgeous. And so I got home and he could tell I was feeling it. He didn't know what was going on underneath, but he, I was feeling it. And he mm -hmm. and I had a, a lovely, um, marital time together. And when he unzipped my dress, he saw that those underwear and he was like, <gasps> and I was like, what? Like, cause he never has that reaction to something like that. He's usually like, great, get you naked. 
And I remember <laughs> thinking afterwards, he asked me, he said, did you, did you know we were going to do this? And did you like put those on for me? And I looked at him and I lied. I was like, yes, I did. <laughs> really? And he knows this really. I quite honestly, like, this is a, something I do for myself and whether or not he knows the cause of it, whether or not he knows what instigated me feeling my best, he noticed. It could have been something, you know, I, I ate that day, it could have been an exercise class, could have been my underwear, but it's just one way for me to like feel fantastic and trust me, other people will notice. So I'm sorry to go away from the the thing about, um, you know, the a partner uh, cheating on a partner, no, but no, no. You, you answered it beautifully. Sometimes it's actually great. Well, I think you're absolutely right, though. It does make you feel beautiful. You and I, when we talked prior to the show, we talked about how some of us, and I'm one of them, I, I'm very tactile. I love the the lovely fabrics and linens and natural fibers and, and lace, and I'm a girly girl, frankly. And you can't always share that with someone, but having pretty practical underwear, as we just talked about, can really make a difference. And as you put it in your lovely story, <laughs> walking differently, um, head lifted, proud, confident. I love the differences between men and women. And I love the way that um, something like this, that isn't a huge red flag to the world because it's underneath, can be done for you. So yep. let's use the rest of the show to talk about how for ourselves doing this is a lovely form of self-care and can you also we have about a minute and a half before we go to the next break as I would love to talk about the phases of life and and how this has helped women so either after cancer or mm -hmm. after a divorce where there's been a betrayal and a loss of self-confidence mm -hmm. how can this um, rethinking reframing um, help someone. So let me talk about the most, I'd love to talk about all of those and maybe after the break we'll dive into some more, but let's talk okay. about the most popular uh, client that I used to work with in a retail shop. Okay. She was usually 55 or 60. She had a couple of kids and she was desperate for my help. And the reason was because she finally had the time and the financial resources because her kids are out of the house. She's no one to baby but herself now. And she's come in to me because she's also usually premenopausal and everything is changing. And she'll come in and we'll have this phenomenal time talking about how her bra should fit, how, how she can feel as a woman, how she can finally stand tall. And she'll say, oh, my gosh, I wish I came to you when I was 20. And I said, me too. And I, <laughs> imagine that positive start in her life as she were younger. So I asked her, hey, send me your daughters, send me your granddaughters, like send those right. women to me. Like, how can I start with a woman earlier in her life to say hooray inside, outside and underneath with well-fitting undergarments? That is my goal. Well, I, and you obviously achieve your goal. I love it because I, I think that it really will make a difference in people's lives. And and I you know that yep. the, the young ones and the, the older ones and all the body phases that we go through, it all makes a difference. We will talk more about this. Kime Caldwell after the break. You're listening to Wise Health for Women Radio, and we'll be back after these short messages. Thank you for listening. We're Wise Health for Women Radio, and we'll return after these short messages.
you ever wonder how reindeer survive the severe cold? Well, they snuzzle around for some moss to eat. Moss contains a special chemical that helps keep their body fluids warm. And they're going to have to keep warm if they're going to pull Santa's sleigh every year. Santa's sleigh was originally called a winged doodle. Both male and female reindeer grow antlers, but male reindeer drop their antlers at the beginning of winter. I can't help but wonder why Santa's reindeer from Rudolph to Blitzen had male names. Since they had antlers, they would have had to be female. We women should have known only females would be able to drag a hefty man outfitted in a red velvet suit, originally called a hoopin' daddy, all around the world in one night and not get lost. It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. According to Fitness Magazine, the majority of us are getting enough protein. Most nutritionists agree that active women need about half a gram per pound a day, or approximately 65 grams for a 130-pound woman. The USDA reports that most of us, even vegetarians, are eating 69 grams of protein daily, so we are good. If you are as active as recommended and exercise for more than an hour, five or more days a week, you should increase your protein intake to 0.75 grams per pound. Eating protein within 30 to 45 minutes after you work out rebuilds and repairs the micro tears in muscle tissue that occurs when you exercise. Taking in protein right after you work out will make you feel less sore the next day and increases your lean muscle mass. I'm Annette Hammond. Welcome back to Wise Health for Women Radio. We are continuing our discussion with lingerie and bra fitter expert, Kime Caldwell. Let's talk more about how the the life-changing, the inside, the outside, and the underneath all work to make someone more comfortable. But talking about it after the phases in life, I'll I'll give you one of my own. Um, After my divorce, I felt very diminished. I felt less attractive. I, I was really not myself, and, and it took a while to find it. I know that I treated myself to buying a good set of amazing sheets, and that made And then other small changes began to come about, and, and now, of course, I do the changes in my life for me. And I, I really think that's important. So I've, I've shared a bit of my soul there, but I, I think I'm not alone in that. So can we talk about after divorce and then talk about um, after cancer and illness? I, I think both of those are, are you know, pretty common occurrences for women in our lives, if not ourselves. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that because, you know, divorce is very common. And um, I think that a lot of times, anytime a woman goes through something that is traumatic, and I actually mean that in a good and a bad way. So life changing, right? So it could be something traumatic like a divorce or a cancer diagnosis or surgery, right? Or it could be something exciting like becoming a mother for the first time or um, an exciting birthday. Anytime she goes through something life changing like that, 
Um, I think it's a great time to get a bra fitting. <laughs> because you're kind of checking <laughs> Every time is a good time to get a bra fitting. That's also true. And you're checking in with like a really intimate part of who you are and just really checking in with yourself, like getting to know yourself and your body. So, um, so I've helped a lot of women after divorce. And um, one of the reasons I think it's so powerful to come in after divorce is because like you said, a, a woman has sort of typically, and this is not always true, but typically is in a very disempowering time in her life where she's gone through a lot of um, conflict, both internal and external, and um, a great deal of transition, which whether that's good or bad is very difficult on our minds and our bodies. And so treating herself well in this way, going for a bra fitting is really important. But let's not forget that like the positive impact that lingerie has for her and then if she wants to call in a partner. So I've helped so many women come in and just reclaim this like power that she has because right. she's wearing something that fits well and feels great and happens to be gorgeous. So a lot of women will take that time after a, vor- to a divorce to just like date herself, like take herself That's out. That's an interesting way to put it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm, you know, I don't want to spoil things or, or give too much away, but I actually have an upcoming blog post on my site about how to date yourself. Um, again, I've been with my husband for 10 years and I still have to date myself. Like I still have to date him, but I still have to date myself and then take care of myself. And, um, lingerie is a part, a, a way to do that. A good fitting bra, a sexy piece of lingerie, bright color underwear, like whatever it is that can kind of help you say hooray. Also, I've heard many women say to me, well, I don't have a boyfriend or I don't have a girlfriend. So, you know, I don't need the sexy stuff. What? Like that to me is like that. <laughs> that's when you need it. If you're not having sexy time with someone else, like you have to have, find a way to help your, yourself feel um, wanted and desired right. And, right. and luminous from the inside out. And that's, for me, lingerie just happens to be a favorite way to do that. So I love that word luminous. I, I think you're absolutely right because you can always tell a woman is alive. And I use that in the word because do tend to stand tall, have a glow, have a um, an energy about them, positive, and that attracts the good things in life. And so it, it it really is very interesting. You talk about that. I know motherhood is the is another one where body changes are obvious, and and your body won't be the same again. But it's different, and acceptance might be difficult there because you don't have the time or the financial resources to really give yourself a treat. Are you saying though that it is not a bad thing to give yourself that treat after, you know, a, a, the time that feels right for you? And and you don't have to go all full bore. You could just make one change and then make it incremental. Do women with the younger women who are raising their children and may not be done raising them is that how they approach it or is that how you recommend they approach it? So let's, let's talk about motherhood. <laughs> I have been so blessed to, to have like this education in what happens to a woman's body during motherhood because mm-hmm. I have seen it in every phase. I've seen a woman when she is just pregnant and her breasts have changed sizes overnight. And right. she's like, what, whose body is this? I have seen <laughs> it when she's nursing and she is deciding whether or not she wants to nurse, how long she wants to nurse, how that affects her body and her, her children and her time. Right. I've seen women go back to work and still choose to nurse or to pump. And what kind of bras can I possibly wear in the workplace that also function for me as nursing? Like, I right. mean, and then, and then just 
being a young mother, or um, I, I would just say like a newer mother, juggling prioritizing her children, which just feels like the most obvious thing to do with herself. Mm-hmm. What an education I have received. Like, gosh, am I fortunate. Um, And I think it's actually the most important time to come in and take care of yourself because you have little children and a family structure that is depending on you and you need to be, you have to be at the top of your game. Like you have got to bring your A game. And I think if you're not treating yourself well, whether it's with this or with other things in your life, you certainly need to um, invest in some time in some undergarments that fit well and feel great. So I actually really encourage women, you don't, again, you don't have to come in and like buy 20 bras, but come in and just get to know your body, invest a little bit here, spend some time. You can bring your kids to a fitting if you need to, or take a day off. Um, Don't be afraid to ask for this. You don't have to tell anybody what you're doing. If you get a babysitter, you can, you can tell them you're, (laughs) you're going to a networking event or you've got a special class you're taking if you absolutely have to. But I think you can stand up for yourself and say, no, no, this is important. This is something I need to do. And I, and just because no one else is seeing it doesn't matter to me. So, um, I want to go back really quickly, if you don't mind to post cancer. Yes, that's exactly where we were going. Perfect. So, um, I've also been fortunate enough to help many women through this phase of their life. And you mentioned previously that you would be intimidated by being helped by a beautiful, which is very kind of you, 19 year old um, to, to get bras. Right. And actually it was the, I felt it was the opposite. Many women who were older or who had gone through something so life changing, like pregnancy or cancer mm-hmm. would look at me and say, well, you don't know anything about this. You know, they'd say something like I've had breasts longer than you've been alive or, you know, you had to do this. How how would you possibly know? And the truth is, and and this sounds um, harsh, but the truth is, I actually probably know your breasts and your body better than you do, or at least how to help you feel really great in your body. Right. Um, I can't tell you how something feels on you. That's totally up to you. But I can certainly find a shortcut, find a shortcut for you to feel awesome in your body. So same thing goes for after cancer. A lot of a lot of women have really lost a sense of their feminine identity if their breasts have been taken away or altered. Breast cancer, getting reconstruction, for example, after breast cancer is no joke. It is a very big, big turn of events in her life. So she may have, quote, beaten cancer, but she now has this body that doesn't even feel like hers. She has these things on her body, possibly. She's had reconstruction that don't feel like hers. And I'm taking words from from the women that I fit. And they're trying to find their new sense of femininity in this body that doesn't feel like theirs, right? And that can be many women who've lost weight, gained weight, pregnant, post-pregnancy. Like that can be many people. But specifically for um, someone who's had a a mastectomy or their breast removed, Mm -hmm. it can definitely feel like a part of their identity has been erased. So I've been so fortunate to help women find that identity again. And maybe it's different than what their old old identity was, but just find this joy in their body again. Find a way to clothe and adorn this sacred part of their body in something that fits well, feels great, and looks fantastic. I could share so many stories with you, but this one for sure, she was in tears, I was in tears. We were just crying because she literally looked in the mirror after wearing this beautiful bra and said, I just never thought that I could feel beautiful again. And this was her ticket to feel beautiful and her loving this. She was probably in her seventies, eighties, her loving and adoring husband was waiting outside. And when she came out, she had this glow on her face and he said, did you find something? And she said, yes, I did. It's beautiful. And he was like, Oh honey, I'm so happy. Like this was their way for her to feel her best. And he knew it. 
he was so on board with it. So there are men, believe it or not, that are totally on board. We actually, I used to get a lot of men sending in their wives to me because they were so sick of hearing them say things that were disempowering, like, oh, I just want to rip this bra off, or oh, I'm so uncomfortable. They're like, I don't know how to fix this for you, so I'm going to find someone who can. And they would literally send their wives or girlfriends in to be like, please help her with this because I can't. Um, that's and amazing. I, I mean, that's a very insightful man who who realizes that this is a negative thing that he could possibly help with. Absolutely. I mean, I think we can give men some credit. They, they understand. Also, I read this someplace, and I, I actually believe it's true, but, like, usually a man just wants to make us happy that that is their goal and sometimes they go about it in really stupid dumb ways to be honest because (laughs) what he thinks is going to make us happy or um you know make us feel best is if I work really hard and get lots of money so that I can um you know buy her that big beautiful house that she wants and he's just like nose to the grindstone really maybe all you want is a hug and to be told you're beautiful you know, so well, and, and if you feel you're beautiful, you will accept that compliment. If you don't, how many women, when complimented, say, oh, no, look at this old thing. Look, look how I looked at it. I don't like this color on me. That Women are horrible at accepting compliments. I think it's a flaw well, and that I think that's many that women have. You're right. And I think it's that's that worthiness again. Mm-hmm. It's hard to um, to accept outside compliments if you can't even compliment yourself. So I started giving myself compliments in the mirror. Like it sounds really crazy, but even when I'm not feeling my best, I can find something about my body that I love. So I'll look at it and say, you know what, thighs, you have some stretch marks on you. I'm not thrilled about it, but you know what? You got me uh, walking all around the city yesterday and had a great time. Like legs, thank you so much or whatever it is, right? Um, And so now I have this new way of accepting compliments where instead of saying, oh gosh, no, blah, blah, blah. I'll say something like, thank you. That's true. <laughs> or thank you. Um, I was That's just thinking great. that the other day too, or thank you, you as well. Something like that instead of the traditional, you know, uh, oh gosh, you're, you're too kind or that's just too much or whatever. Um, I think you're it's okay right. to have compliments. You're absolutely right. And I, I think that again, it comes with confidence and worthiness and feeling good about yourself and everything you're saying makes perfect sense. And I'm, I am also one to applaud the men who really are out there trying to help and support. They just don't know how sometimes. And I love that. That is as well. And it talks about helping men to know how to support a woman in these various situations. You're listening to Wise Health for Women Radio, and we'll be right back after these very short messages. We're Wise Health for Women Radio, and we'll return after these short messages. Have you heard? The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors. All quilters, just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff 
and find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com slash radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. Finally, a show that supports women who are in the midst of a transition in midlife. The show is Second Wind. Here's what certified coach, author, and host of Second Wind, Joyce Buford, wants you to know. It's so empowering for women to hear about other women and their accomplishments. We all need cheerleaders, someone who's on our side. Second Wind is that program to help women connect with other women, hear other women's stories. In a stressful world. Find power in those stories. Learn to discover your passions and joys again. Create the life you want to live to the fullest. Join us for Second Wind with Joyce Buford, Tuesdays at 9 a.m. Central, right here on the Toginet Radio Network. Welcome back to West. Women Radio. We're visiting here with Kimmy Caldwell, and we were talking on the break about how many women really are concerned about the numbers, whether it's uh, I'm a size 16, or and you know all that vanity sizing that went on, you know, about 10 years ago where they changed all the sizes. Uh, I don't know if that was true for lingerie. I, I don't believe so. I think that stayed pretty much measurement. Oh, I have things oh, to Oh, did it? That. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, then <laughs> let's talk about that. But let's talk about, too, how women really are conscious of numbers and judging themselves again. Women are so hard on themselves. So, um, so yes, you're right. Uh, so here's the deal. I've done a lot of unscientific research in the bra fitting rooms and just collecting data from women. And I actually, when I fit someone for a bra, I don't usually tell them what their size is or what their measurements are. And a lot of times women will come in and just say immediately, what's my bra size? What's my bra size? And I'm like, well, why don't they try some on first and see how they feel? And then we can talk about the size that you're wearing. So usually I put them in a bra and let them see how it feels let them see how it fits, let them try their shirt on and see how they walk around in it. And then they're feeling like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Oh, great. Did you know you're wearing a size 32F? And they look at me with these giant eyes of like, what? And it's because that number and letter mean something to her. So Mm -hmm. in my, in my years of research, um, if, if a woman is letting something pigeonhole her, right, it's unfortunately usually negative. Not always, but, but typically. So here's what people would, would say about themselves. If she was an A cup, um, she's, she would say about herself, I'm uh, athletic, I'm not very sexy, I'm smart, I'm brainy, I'm boring, I'm um, not very risky, I'm frugal. If she's a B or a C cup, she is considered average, one of the mill, not overly sexy, just about right. Um, kind of the girl next door basic. If she's a D or double D, she's chesty, she's got big boobs, she might even be Dolly Parton, she is probably considered too much, Um, she's curvy. If she's above a double D, which remember I told you bra sizes actually go up to an N cup, so we're not not even halfway through the cup sizes, but if she's above a double D, which can sometimes be an E cup, 
Um, she is sloppy. She's slutty. She's um, a pinup. She's oversexed. She's got got gigantic boobs. She's a freak. And those were the stories that I heard women telling Mm. themselves. So I would erase that portion of the equation and let her try on bras first Mm -hmm. and then, and then see how she felt and then, and then tell her her size. But I realized that, you know, not everyone can come, not every woman can come in for a bra fitting with me. And so I have, you know, ways for a woman to find her bra size starting point with some basic measurement taking Mm -hmm. and then a guide to help them know if their bra fits. Because the truth is I actually wear nine different bra sizes that all fit to bring up from our previous conversation yeah. um, because nine different sizes and you remember I was very surprised when I heard that so I mentioned this to a male friend of mine on the phone last night prior to our interview today obviously and he said well why is that surprising if you buy a European shoe it's a different size if you buy a different brand it's a different size and there was no surprise at all. But to me, there, I know I thought so too. I said, but to me, it was a big surprise because I figure if I have my size, I can order. And, um, I'm an online shopper predominantly. And I find that, wow, that does not work. And a lot of things go back. Yeah. So, and here's the deal. It's important to know your numbers. Right. It's important to Mm -hmm. know your bust measurement, your unbust, your underbust measurement and your starting bra sizes, right? Like your kind of bra sizes you should start with. But Mm -hmm. it's important not to be defined by them. Because again, several sizes can fit. Um, Mm -hmm. Also, you are not a number and a letter. (laughs) You are a a full woman. Um, And there's so much more to you. So the whole campaign um, that I'm driving based around this is actually called More Than My Numbers. And it's to encourage women to know those numbers and take them and lovingly let them guide them towards a great solution, but also to accept that like they are more than their numbers. They are a mom, a sister, a great listener, a wonderful friend, um, a a silly dancer, you know, whatever it is about them that's Mm -hmm. just more than a, a number. And I mean numbers like salary your Instagram followers, your age, the number of lovers that you've had, the number of children that you have, like those are all numbers that sometimes we let define us and numbers on their own have no context and mean nothing about me. So if I listed all of my numbers next to me, you'd be like, they're just numbers. But if I listed these qualities of who I am as a woman, you'd be like, oh, now I have a better picture of who Kim A is. So that's the idea idea behind this campaign. Um, it's both to educate women on how to find their their bra size and how to tell if their bra fits, and then also to help inspire them to um, to tell the world that they're more than their numbers. This is sort of a, a cornerstone of what I do in my media company. This is this is a, a campaign I'm actually running myself, but I help brands create educational, inspirational content because I really feel like this industry specifically is so ripe for this because it talks about women's bodies and their worth and their self-care and priorities and sizing and numbers, like all these things that we're talking about on your show today that to Mm -hmm. me, this matters in a woman's life. It really makes a difference. And so um, I'm just, I'm just so, so, so excited to get this campaign off the ground. Well, it makes such sense. And I think the stories that you've given, add color to what you're talking about. You're, you're talking about stories that I don't think many people would think about, but when you say them, there are lots of aha moments. It's, you know, that well, would make you. me feel better or there you're welcome. Uh, or I, maybe I really should find ways to 
saved to be able to do that or I'm definitely going to the website you know those kinds of things but I, I think that it's it's again something that is not talked about often but I think is so valuable with what you bring up about self-care worth feeling good having it show from the outside and and moving from underneath to to being everything about you and yeah. it's, if this is what you need to do or can do to improve how you feel about yourself, that's a doable event. That's not plastic surgery. That's not pain. That's not, um, you know, I need to go to Fiji and find myself. You know, it's not, it it is within, uh, it's within attainment. And I think that that's so often what women think, well, I can't do that because I just couldn't manage it. But what you're talking about is attainable. Yep. And that's exactly what you're saying is so true. Like what are little ways every day that you can say hooray, right? And so mm-hmm. inside for me means what we put in our bodies okay. and what's going on in our inner lives, so our head and our hearts. Mm-hmm. Outside for me means um, what we put on our bodies or so clothing or makeup or hair, but also how we interact with the outside world. So that means mm-hmm. our home environment, our work environment, our jobs, our relationships. And then underneath means what's underneath our clothes. So our actual physical bodies, and then also the undergarments that we put there. And mm-hmm. one way that I have been encouraging women to say hooray is with this campaign that I've been running for uh, about a year and a half called Hooray Vacay. Mm-hmm. And I actually do love to travel. So last year I went to Mexico, Puerto Rico, Guatemala, Florida, to these stunning locations because it felt good for me to do that. And so I went Mm -hmm. on these beautiful explorations and brought these awesome brands along with me and took some great pictures with my wonderful photographer, Becky Yee, and just had a fantastic time encouraging women to be adventurous or to slow down and relax and do all these things. But a lot of the feedback I got was that women were saying, well, that's great for you because you're spending a week in Guatemala, but in this, you know, stunning villa looking at two volcanoes, but I'm at home with my kids, (laughs) you know, trying to find five minutes in the bathroom alone. And I was like, you know what? The point here is that how can you have a hooray vacay anywhere at any time, whether you have a few minutes, a few hours or a few days. And so my encouragement for women out there, and this is again, one example of a way you could do this is with a bra fitting or, or sexy lingerie, right? But Um, is to look at those qualities you love when you're on vacation or the way that you desire to feel, right? So for me, it happens to be relaxed, pampered, and a little adventurous. Mm -hmm. And then how can you, in little ways every day, get that feeling? So it doesn't mean you have to travel to Guatemala or Fiji. It means maybe today to be a little adventurous, because I love that feeling, I'm going to wear... a bright colored g-string underneath my under my my uh, my clothing and no one else is even going to know like ooh, that's risky right or maybe it means if I want to feel pampered I'm going to go get a bra fitting at a beautiful boutique and let someone shop for me and um, wear a luxurious robe and sip champagne while I'm shopping for lingerie right like there mm-hmm. are so many small ways that we can infuse these feelings into our into our lives and gosh Linda do we need it like we need this right it's something important more important than just um undergarments it, it really it expands beyond that for sure well it, it's again the holistic view of happiness as a woman and fitting your skin and and being proud of, of who you are and taking the steps that you're able to take at the phase in life you're in yeah I love the hooray vacay because uh, it vacation, whether it's in a mountain or on a beach 
or you know a, a drive through a national park uh, there are those feelings of being relaxed um and, and I know some people are getting you more used to that with, you know, I'll put the fire pit on in the backyard or I'll take a walk with my loved one, whatever it yeah, may be. Yeah, whatever it is. It is, but it's it's not always easy for women to say, you know, I, I'm really feeling stressed and it would help me too. Can you help women know how to talk to themselves in order to give themselves permission? Because I think women over 40 so seldom give themselves that permission. Sure. So first of all, I have a lot of resources for this. Um, on my website, if you go to hurraykanay.com, which is H-U-R-R-A-Y-K-I-M-M-A-Y.com, okay. you'll see um, some resources there um, that are inside, outside, and underneath. And so these are little ways to get started or little posts that might um, introduce you to the, these concepts, right? Mm-hmm. But here's, here's, <laughs> I have, I have everything from like self-forgiveness practices, which I actually think is a big thing. Very important. Um, to how to um, infuse, you know, vacay into your life. Mm-hmm. But I also think it's like just slowing down and listening to yourself and how you talk to yourself is the first step. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't actually realize that I was being pretty mean to my body or myself until I actually slowed down and listened. And then I could have this really frank conversation with myself and say, hey, Um, you know, what I'm saying is not really serving me. So what can I, how can I change this conversation that I'm having with my body and myself? And it has made all the difference in the world. Just forgiving myself, loving myself, treating myself like a best friend, um, scheduling in time to take care of myself and letting go of the guilt and the the um, stigma around it has been so important. And you can start with baby steps. You do not have to travel the world to do this. I promise. Kimmy, thank you so much for sharing your expertise, your loving kindness, and your wonderful views. I love it. Thank you so much. A wonderful time with you. You're listening to Wise Health for Women Radio. We'll be back next week with another guest. Have a great week. Thank you for tuning in today. You can find more shows at wisehealthforwomenvote.com.